everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Thinking Aloud About Film. I'm Jose. I'm Richard. And today we are continuing with the movie strand of Martin Scorsese Foundation uh, Restored Film. So I think this is now our third uh, of the seven. It's called The Law of the Border. The Turkish title, if I pronounce it correctly, is Hudud Larin uh, Kanunu. Uh, it's directed by Lufti Omer Akkad, whom I'd never heard of, had you? No, no. no. And it's uh, a 1966 drama from Turkey uh, that borrows uh, a lot of the tropes uh, of the Western uh, and that stars uh, the great Yilmaz Gunay, whom you might know uh, from such celebrated films as Yol, yeah, as a director. And he, in fact, also co-wrote uh, the story. So initial thoughts, Richard? It was, it was interesting. I, I wasn't that engaged by it. I, I was comparing it in my mind to the early Shaheen films of similar era uh, or similar point in his career, and w which some of which had similar themes. And I think they, they were far superior to this. But it was an interesting film, I thought. You know, I think the comparison is invidious in a way. You know, actually, I don't think the comparison would bring us much. But I do want to at least, you know, uh, assert my view that I think it's an extraordinary film. It's a really great film, I think. Um, and, you know, part of the reason why I think that is um, it's 1966, yeah? You know, when we tend to think of 1966, we tend to think of Swinging London or, you know, the Mod Squad or, yeah, there are all these kind of, you know, Western ideas, miniskirts and modernity, let's say, right? Um, Whereas I think for most of the world, you're still in an agrarian culture where it's a subsistence living if you're lucky to subsist. And I think this film shows that in its fullness. I mean, this is about an agrarian culture in which people can't make a living outside of criminality, right? They're living on borderlands, herding sheep through the border as a way, illegally as a way of making a living, right? And the greatness of the film, for me, is in demonstrating everyone's reasons for behaving the way they do. The um, main figure is Hidir, who's got a son, yeah, who he loves very much and who loves him very much. And he's the main outlaw, right? So he's a good man. You're shown that he's an honorable man. He keeps his word. And yet he has to become a criminal just in order to survive, right? Uh, and then his childhood friend, who's a cop, like an angels with dirty faces, is <laughs> 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 on the other side of the law, you know, convinces him to let a school come into the community. And as we know, you know, from Westerns, the school and the church are always kind of ways of bringing civilization into the wilderness. So Hevier accepts because he wants to give his son an opportunity, but he accepts it as a great sacrifice. And then he's betrayed by the rich man in town, right? Uh, who basically has the sheep walk all over, you know, all of this land, this very, very poor land that they've painstakingly uh, planted at great sacrifice. 
So you you know what what the school teacher wants. You know what the father wants. You know what the son wants. You know what all the little sheep dealers and petty criminals want. And you also, I suppose, the villain really is the rich man, though he is killed off halfway through the film. So half of the film is about people acting according to their position, but with no way out of a situation that all of them understand is unfair. Yeah. And yeah, I, found yeah. Very, I found it very moving. I found the relationship between the father and son moving. As you know, I am prone to uh, identify with these things. <laughs> you know, my father was uh, uh, a sheep farmer and his dream in life was that, you know, he went to he went to Paris to work. He saved all this money. He bought all this land and vineyards. And then he bought a herd of 500 sheep, which I was meant to be the little boy taking care of them. Right? Oh, wow. so it's only great luck that we moved to Canada the year after <laughs> because the, you know, the uh, political situation in Spain yeah. meant that, you know, he wanted to immigrate. I mean, obviously, it's not identical. I mean, Spain was already going through an economic miracle, and I. And he, he never, school. you never had to run across a landmine with the sheep I never to, had to, shoot to your anybody. dying father or anything. But. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, in a way, kind of this resonated. It's people who've got who are good people, who've got no options, and who for whom everything is against them. I mean, you know, I'm very moved by the landscape as well in this film. You know, and the very beautiful way it's photographed, right? Mm, it's yeah, almost like yeah. the landscape is the enemy as well. Yeah, the land is so poor, it's so barren. You have, you know, distances are so vast that they've got to traverse, right? So you have like the heat and the desperation for water. Yeah, it's almost like you feel that in this film, yeah? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, t talk me through some of your reservations. Why, um, why are you not as enthusiastic as I am? I don't know. I, I say I, I I enjoyed it. I just uh, and yeah, the visual the the visual side of it was great. The, uh, perhaps I didn't yeah I, I didn't identify as much with with what was going on. If if felt a little bit cliched and the, the stuff with the father and the son and the school teacher and so on. Um, but it was you know I, I'm glad I watched it. I, I think another another issue we should talk about, which didn't help in, in my viewing of it, was the. The, the condition of the of the print, which is, is obviously essentially those the the film uh, was pretty much most copies were destroyed um, after the Turkish coup in 1980, I think. So it was like one a single copy of the film survived, which wasn't in great condition, and so that's the only material they had to work from. There are various problems with that copy, and, and so it, the you know the restoration is as good as it can be made at present. But it's not great, and you know it's not clear whether you know are there bits missing. It's it's sort of quite disjointed in some points, and maybe it always was. But um, but yeah, I think it doesn't. I mean, when you compare it to watching something like uh, you know Pichot or that or the or the Housemaid, where you're watching a very pristine restoration of a of an of an older film, you're you're more drawn into it. It it it, it shouldn't be an issue, but it is an issue. Yeah. I mean, the housemaid was beautiful, you know, to look at, right? Um, but I would argue that to me, this is the much greater film, right? And, you know, and part of the reason why is, you know, one of the things that um, 
cinema was so great at and that we now take for granted, you know, was that it took you into other worlds, right? You know, and I mean, I, I, I can't think of another, well, I certainly haven't seen, you know, a Turkish film of this period, and not only of this period, but also that deals with the poor, the powerless, the oppressed, and takes their side, right? And does so in a way that ennobles them, yeah? Kind of, you know, they are the heroes. They are the tragic heroes of the story. Yeah, They've yeah. got no way out except to struggle in as dignified a way as possible, you know? Yeah, and I yeah. found it moving. And, and it's a film that, um, as I was just doing a bit of reading about it before we spoke, and I, I think it, it's, very, for instance, it's not available on, on disc anywhere. A lot, a lot of these Film Foundation restorations were released on Blu-ray, but this one wasn't, probably, at least it wasn't in the original set of releases, probably because of the condition of the print. It's been available on the Criterion channel, and now it's on Mubi, but it's been you know, very hard to see, and it certainly deserves to be, to be seen. Mm. I thought uh, the shots of the men on horseback, mm. right, um, were just beautiful. I mean, you could see these are people who know how to ride a horse, right? Uh, and then, of course, there's that tension between people still on horseback and relying on horses for speed and the army in jeeps, yeah? So, it, it is you know, one of those films where you're surprised when some modern technology suddenly appears. There's one, I can't remember, one of the Egyptian films we saw where, uh, I can't remember which one it was, but but suddenly someone makes a phone call. And you think up to that point, it could have been set in 1850. You know? and, yes. and this one, you know, you're in this, as you say, this agrarian society, but then suddenly someone turns up in a car. Um, and it's it's quite it's quite a jolt watching it from our perspective that you because it it feels up to that point this could have been set in, in you know 1900 or something mm. but it's but it's actually set in the present day yes and if people take a leap of the imagination i think it's it's a film that everybody could identify with right i mean you know because these are people who are have been i suppose traditionally farmers right but you you have a sense of the equivalent of enclosures that they're driven out of the land yeah Partly because it's the land has gone bad, yeah, it's turned sandy, right, uh, and they can't make a living of it. Partly because the rich are gobbling it all up. Kind of, they're people that are are are, are kind of driven from the land. What I really love about it is, the, and th this is something in a, a way that it has in common with Pichot, is that it's almost like a neo-realist way of filming. Mm, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. all kind of filmed. You you suspect. A lot of them are non-professional actors. Yilmaz Gunay is very handsome, very impassive. He has a Clint Eastwood kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those Sergio Leone films, but a very, a very potent uh, persona. Yeah, if not necessarily a flexible performer, uh, and so you do get a sense that you are encountering and immersed in a real way of life, yeah, in, in all its kind of complex relations and that cinema makes available for you to see and participate in in a way that you otherwise, you know, might, would not have been able yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. And it has a very beautiful 
it reminded me a lot of, of John Ford, who I'm sure, you know, kind of the filming style is, uh, you know, has, I'm sure John Ford inspired this uh, way of filming, you know, because often the camera's low, you have people in groupings, yeah, so it's, it's, it's not usually an individual or even a couple, you often have like a lot of people in the frame, I mean, you also have individuals and, and couples, yeah, but... And there were a few yeah. bits where, where you had, you know, people in the foreground and then there's a lot of action with a bunch of people going on in the, in the distance, which is always interesting. Yes. And the background is almost always part of what's being signified. Yeah, these are these are poor people scrambling a living on horseback with a gun in this vast landscape. Right. Mm. You know, that risks yeah, yeah. kind of swallowing them up. And also it's not only poor in land. But it's it's ridden with landmines, yeah, kind of, you know. So every step in this harsh, unwelcoming landscape is also a threat, right? So I, th I mean, I thought I thought that was all beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did, and I, I found it yeah, the, the the second half of the film. I I, I enjoyed it a lot more when the the kind of action started, and and it was quite a, the first twenty minutes. I did find quite hard going, but it. it it did sort of pick up for me, I think. And the, yeah, all those action scenes with the landmines and the, the sheep running over the landmines and so on. But yeah, it did. I don't think any sheep were harmed. I, I was keeping an eye on, on what was happening were you? to the sheep. I, I'm not so sure about that actually, because you know, kind of, there were landmines blowing up, sheep running here and there. I mean, I didn't see a corpse, but I can't imagine how they didn't. I mean, they could. They may they because had a there nice were lamb well, there, dinner after. there were there were <laughs> there were people running around as well. So they they wouldn't have been real landmines. Ah, they were they were okay. let, clearly letting charges off. But uh, and I, yeah, the, the sheep were clearly not happy about the situation. But they didn't seem to be. I didn't see any sheep stop running. <laughs> I'm sure you're right. Good. You see, <laughs> um, I loved the shootout with the rich man. The way that was staged, you know. Uh, because, um, so, you know, the rich man who's basically cheated them, uh, you know, and done so in an in insulting way, right? Mm. He had the sheep walk all over this land that they'd so painstakingly uh, 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 planted and nurtured, you know, a great sacrifice, and he had them just, the sheep walk all over it, really thus destroying their ability to eat. It's a needlessly aggressive action. He did it just because he can, because he's rich. So when they surround him, yeah, and this is, a, is what I also found very um, interesting, because the setting cannot be anywhere other than a place like Turkey or the Middle East or Muslim Spain, yeah, north of Africa, right, because you have the harsh heat you have the water fountains, you have the minarets from the mosque in the background, right? And then they corner him through every exit, right? And then, you know, there's the shootout, but instead, instead of taking place in a Western town, he falls into a water fountain. Right? Yeah. <laughs> pig he is. <laughs> and it's incredibly staged, I think, mm. you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it's kind of, it's tense, but actually the location, you know, so the actions are familiar the location in which the, these actions take place, yeah, are very uh, new. Uh, and I thought that was very beautiful uh, as well. Uh, so, 
you know, I think if you take a leap, uh, you'll find this, I think, a, a, you know, in my view, a very, very great film. Hmm. And it's only about 80 minutes long, so... <laughs> <It's>, uh... <laughs> Even better. For us, always an added attraction. Yeah, definitely, yeah. That, that is why we picked this one to do next. <laughs> <laughs> well, I highly recommend it. I liked it very, very much. Uh, and I'm uh, grateful to Movie uh, for making it available uh, to us. Uh, so thank you very much for uh, listening. Uh, we are thinking a lot about film. Uh, I'm Jose. I'm Richard. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.